Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Are you a new real estate investor and you're still struggling to get your first deal because you just don't have the money for the funding? Or are you a wholesaler and you have collected some assignment fees, but there's some deals you want to stay in and you haven't been able to stay in the deals because you don't have the money to fund those deals? Or are you a seasoned real estate investor and you just want more money and funding to do more deals without relying on traditional lenders? Well, if you answered yes to any of those three questions, don't go anywhere. Any, don't go anywhere because I'm getting ready to plug you into the money. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Private Money Academy podcast. I'm Jay Connor, your host, also known as the Private Money Authority. And we want to welcome you, especially if this is your first time to tuning in, or if you've been with us before, you know we have amazing guests and experts that join me here on the show. Well, today is no exception, but before I introduce my special guest today, just for showing up here on the show, I have got a free gift for you. And here it is, my book that was just recently released, the name of it is Where to Get the Money Now, subtitle, How and Where to Get Money for Your Real Estate Deals Without Relying on Traditional or Hard Money Lenders. So listen, folks, this book is free. Just cover a couple of bucks for shipping. We'll rush it right out to you. And in this book, you will learn and I will reveal to you the five easy steps it takes to get millions of dollars in private money and how to get it very, very quickly. This has got nothing to do with borrowing money from banks or institutions or traditional lenders. This is all about getting private money. So again, if you're a newbie, a wholesaler, or a seasoned real estate investor, this book is for you. 
right after the show, go right on over to www.jayconner.com forward slash book. And we'll rush this right out to you. Again, that's www.jayconner.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. And we'll rush where to get the money now right out to you. Well, my special guest today, first of all, a big thank you and salute to him. He's actually a former infantry officer uh, and he was in the United States Marine Corps and what experience he had. He uh, commanded at the platoon levels, at the uh, company level, and actually he served two tours over in Afghanistan. Uh, what an, an education he's got. He's got a BS in aeronautical engineering at the United States Naval Academy, also an MS in applied physics from John Hopkins University. He and his wife and kids are down in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, now today, the reason we have him on the show is because he's with a very, very interesting company. In fact, he's the brainchild behind it. He is the chief growth officer at a company called Pad Split. Pad Split. That's P A D S P L I T. And in short, here's what Pad Split is, but our guest is going to tell us a lot more about it. It's a housing company that actually focuses on providing affordable houses. And that ties right back into my background from years ago when I was in the manufactured housing industry. So right now, Pad Split has got over 1,700 units and this has all come about in just the past three and a half years. And these units include single family houses and also multifamily properties as well. Now, pad split also increases yield by more than 100% for property owners by using existing housing stock as shared housing. What I just said may not make sense to you but you're going to learn what it means here in just a second. Well, Pad Split was founded in 2017 and has already raised $14.6 million in the capital. And it was also named one of the top 10 tech companies in Georgia as well. With that, welcome to the show as my special guest, Mr. Frank Furman. Frank, welcome to the show. Jay, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad to have you. So, Frank, now I know my audience still doesn't know what pad split is. <laughs> so, so, myself, so, it's all good. so pull, pull the curtain back and in very, very simple terms, for my sake at least, tell us what pad split is and what it's all about and what's its, its purpose and its mission and all that. Got it. So we, what we are at Passable, we're a marketplace platform. So think like Airbnb, but instead of being fractional in terms of time, so one occupancy, another occupancy, another, we're fractional in terms of space, right? So it's room rentals. And so, you know, a lot of times people look at it and say, oh, you know, I, I, I kind of get it. Maybe I should, uh, I'll ask my kids, you know, young people to understand. I say, no, no, ask your grandmother, because this is how working singles used to live in the United States and to a large extent still do today. The, the concept of, you know, a, a, someone getting their start or, uh, you know, someone who's working in kind of manufacturing or security guard or in fast food or, or what have you, um, having their own apartment with all the kind of lease obligations and expenses that entails is kind of a new new construct. So uh, so really it's, it's, it's about bringing a, a thing that already exists that, 
you know, around in every metro area and, and democratizing and making more accountable and, and making more widespread. Uh, so what it looks like is, I mean, it's a workforce housing company. And so on the one end is on the one side of the market is landlords, property owners uh, who want to increase their yield. They want to do well by doing good. And on the other side are the residents who are, you know, again, people who work in our communities and are looking for a, you know, good value on an inexpensive place to live. But it's a it's a shared housing company in that regard. So, for example, let, let's say that I am someone that is needing affordable housing. And like, you know, I can't afford the mortgage payment or whatever to, you know, buy a house or I can't afford the rent on, you know, say a single family house or whatever. So, so how do I, as a rent, as a, as a user, as a renter, if you will, how do I share the space logistically with other people? Yeah. So similarly to um, if, if you've ever been in a student housing arrangement or, you know, if, if think Golden Girls a little bit. I mean, so the, the bedrooms are private. So it's singles, one bedroom. And what's shared are the rest of the parts of the house or apartment. So kitchen, oftentimes the bathroom. Um, now, a big part of what we do on the technology side and certainly on the customer support side is making that side of it work. Right. The Payment processing and all that, you know, maintenance tickets, all that's relatively straightforward. But um, we have a whole kind of investment on the side of, okay, how do you worry about the cleanliness of the house? You know, kind of who does what, you know, chore wheel, that sort of thing. But, but yeah, it's, think of it as, as renting a bedroom and sharing, sharing common areas. Okay. Well, actually, the example you just gave made it really, really easy to understand. So you said it's like compared to student housing. So like with student housing, um, well, tell everybody how student housing works in case, you know, somebody needs some clarification. uh, The way that a lot of student housing works is now legally, it may be a little bit different. Oftentimes there's a co-signer or you have a bunch of students who are coming together, signing on the same lease. For us, they're individual people, individual contracts, but it's about moving strangers in together, right? They're not all students in our case. They may be someone who works at this Starbucks and maybe someone who works, uh, you know, at this manufacturing center, distribution center, but it's strangers are moving in together with individual contracts, but oftentimes student housing, which is oftentimes custom built, um, will have individual bedrooms surrounding, you know, called a suite typically surrounding a common area where we might have the couch and the TV and I don't know where, you know, kids play beer pong. Again, I went to the Naval Academy, so we didn't have any of this nonsense, you know, we were in the barracks, but, uh, I, I, I hear about it, but, uh, but yeah, that's the idea is you have, you know, maybe four or six bedrooms in student housing and and you share the common area in the middle. Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Gotcha. So as far as pad split goes, one side of the company are the users or the renters and another side of the company are your investors that are helping 
you and your company acquire more properties, right? Exactly. exactly. So, well, let's talk about the renters and the users a little bit. And then let's talk about the investment opportunity and, uh, and, and what the investment uh, side of it looks like. But first of all, before we do that, let's first talk about, I'm thinking you saw an opportunity to solve a problem. Most of us are not in business unless we're solving problems. And so you must have seen an opportunity to solve a problem. And therefore you came up with this idea of pad split. So tell us the story, how you even came up with this idea and what problem does it fix? Sure. Well, I think first I want to give credit where credit is due. So my uh, co-founder or CEO, Atticus, he's also my brother-in-law. So I've known for some time. He's uh, when you call me the brainchild, I sort of chuckle because uh, you know, the credit goes to him for that. But um, you know, he got to start in real estate. He was, he was living in Atlanta and, you know, was a commercial broker um, in 2007. So kind of pre-crash, but kind of lived through that. And, you know, he's looking around and seeing all these houses uh, for sale for, you know, really, uh, really cheap, you know, post-crash kind of 2008, 2009. So he was buying them up, building a portfolio. And like things, he kind of stumbled into it, he bought a house in Southwest Atlanta. And, two neighbors came by, you know, Mr. Oates and Mr. Mitch. And they said, Hey man, you know, our house is being foreclosed on. You've got this house, you know, we're renting rooms in this one. We want to rent rooms in yours. And it's like, ah, you know, I, no thanks. You know, it, I'm going to rent this out through, uh, through the housing authority, you know, appreciate it. But I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what a rooming house is, you know, no thanks. And they're like, Hey man, we'll pay you a hundred bucks a week. And he looks at it and he thinks, you know, gosh, four bedrooms, hundred bucks a week or I get 800 from the housing authority. So we gave it a try and did another one in 2012 and kind of, you know, I built up a, a large portfolio of single family homes and apartments. And this was always kind of a, a thing in the background, but over the intervening years, what he noticed was much more profitable and they serve a need that is really hard for other housing providers to serve. You know, what's that for that income demographic that's, you know, people who are working, people working full time, but can't really afford market rents. You know, and the way to think about it for for uh, you know investors on on the on the podcast are, you know, typically as a landlord, you want you know you're asking for three times income as, as rent, you know, or three times rent as income. And you know, you think about it, someone's making twenty five thousand dollars a year. You know, if they're making twenty dollars an hour, you know, what are they qualifying for? You know, a couple hundred bucks a month, six hundred bucks a month there are no apartments available for $600 a month. And that's before you get into security deposit and utilities to turn on or deposits to turn on utilities. And, you know, realistically to set up your own apartment, you know, furnish it, all that, you really need to have, you know, three or $4,000 typically in out-of-pocket expenses. And okay, for those who can do it, that's, that's just all well and good. But I, I don't think it takes a, you know, a genius to, you know, or any great insight to know that there's, millions, tens of millions of Americans who are in a position where they don't have $4,000 to their name to get set up and certainly not because if they have to pay for an apartment. So um, how do you kind of lower the barrier to entry, still maintaining high standards on underwriting, you know, collections rates, obviously that's, that's our business, but you know, how do you really kind of make it work for this, you know, not small sliver of the population, but really enormous um, unmet need uh, in the market? Got you. <clears throat> well, and that's certainly true. I mean, if, if these people aren't having a place to go rent, like 
you and your company are providing. Uh, you know, it's like, I guess they're staying home with mama and daddy or grandmama or uncle or cousins or sisters or brothers or whatever. Yeah, no, it's, it's a whole host of things. I mean, you figure, you know, we talk about, um, you know, imagining someone who's working full time, but is, is functionally homeless, right? You know, what does that mean? You know, maybe they drive till they qualify, you know, maybe they work in Atlanta, but they commute from an hour and a half away or two hours away because that's how far you have to go to, to get a place you can afford. Or yeah, they, they crash on someone's couch or sleep in their cars. You know, certainly if you uh, go to a lot of big cities, you see a lot of people who are doing that, you know, sleep at the airport. And these are people who are working. So, you know, obviously, you know, people can hold down a job, they can put in the hours. And our, our conviction is that, you know, we as a society and as an investor, you know, group of investors should be able to provide a product that works. So um, let's talk some numbers for a second. So let's say, of course, you know, let's just use your area because you know your area, like, you know, these, the single family houses that you have right now that make up part of the 1700 units. Give us an example of one of the properties that you've got that if you were just renting it out traditionally, uh, you know, give us a description of what this house looks like. Um, and this can be just like one of your typical single family houses, um, square footage, number of beds and baths. What would it typically rent out just on the traditional rental market? And in contrast to that now, with it being fractionalized with, you know, multiple renters inside the same property, how much does that property, um, you know, cash flow under this model compared to the traditional model? It's a great question. Actually, uh, it shows you to some extent how quickly we're growing. That we're, we're now over 2,500 units. So just in the time, maybe it's pretty hard to book time on your show that uh, we've, we've had a lot of time to do it. But uh, but yeah, we're yeah up over 2,500 units now. But yeah, the way to think about it is, you know, take uh, one of our original insights is that for the, you know, typically rental properties tend to be relatively small because they're you know, cheaper to maintain, you know, a little less space, there's less demand or they're at, for the larger sized houses. Um, but a lot of these houses exist, you know, there are say four bedrooms, call it more than 1600 square feet, just to think of the housing stock. So oftentimes uh, it's houses that have underutilized space. So maybe it's a basement or a garage or a big dining room or a big living room where as, a, as an investor, you don't get paid for that space. You don't get paid for the dining room, you know, and for us, you, you get paid for the bedroom. So how do you kind of capture and monetize that, that underutilized space? So again, starting with a house that's maybe three or four bedrooms and call it 1600 square feet plus, uh, you know, maybe it's in a transitioning neighborhood or, you know, close to public transit, maybe it rents for 1700 bucks a month traditionally, you know, or even say $2,000 a month. Okay, great. You know, as a traditional rental, you're renting it out. You think you're doing okay, paying some maintenance, paying your property manager 10%. You know, hey, that's a good investment. You know, you're maybe clearing, uh, you know, 1500 bucks before before your note. You know, hey, that's that's pretty good. Um, our view is you take that four-bedroom house and maybe you take the living room or the dining room or a basement and turn it to six or seven bedrooms, right? So you're adding, you're capturing and monetizing that underutilized space. Well, you're renting it out by the room. Your rooms are your revenue generating units. And so, you know, our average prices, you're talking, you know, between 600 and 700 bucks a month, kind of all in with utilities. So again, much less than the cost of an apartment and more flexible. So great value for, for the renter. 
but again, you know, and I am a, you know, I am a former Marine. So making me do math uh, in public is, is a little bit harsh, but, uh, you know, 600 bucks a month, seven bedrooms, that's over $4,000 a month. Now, look, you're paying utilities on the property. You know, you're, you're paying pad split. You know, we've got our fee. That's a, that's a cut of revenue. I got those kids, you know, we got to pay, you know, they get, they eat, you know, I gotta, you gotta pay for them somehow. Um, again, you're paying your property manager, you know, you have expenses, but, Again, going from two thousand dollars in gross rent to over four thousand—that's that's the magic, right? So even net of expenses, you're typically clearing about double the net operating income, and that's that's kind of why investors work with us. Now, many do because they say, "Hey, I, they have a conviction the way that we do that people who work in our community should be able to live in our communities." Okay, that's wonderful, but the numbers have to work, and that's really one of our original insights was, you know, we have this affordable housing crisis um, in our country, but it's a supply problem in that if you can make the yields work, you know, if you can make it as profitable or more profitable than market rate housing, well, then you don't have a problem because you're tapping into the capital and the intellect and the energy and creativity of the investors, private investors in the market. So if you can make that happen, the supply fixes itself. Gotcha. So let's talk about the investor side. So let's say I, or, you know, we've got uh, audience members here that would be interested in, investing and get a, a really nice, you know, return and yield. Uh, what does that look like uh, on, on that side, on the investor side? So the way that um, people do it, and we've, we've investors across the spectrum from retail investors who are new to investing in real estate, um, but just want to try something new to institutional operators who own thousands and thousands of homes and, and are perhaps generating a higher yield on their, their part that's with pad split. Um, the first step is easy though. It's, you know, it's going to our website, padsplit.com, uh, signing up as a host, you know, our, our sales team, uh, will reach out and really kind of walk people through the process. And the reason for that is, um, uh, is that it is a little bit different from operating a traditional rental, right? It's again, it's not rocket science, but all the steps are a little bit different. You're looking for a different kind of assets. We've partnered with brokers and agents in several markets to help, help you think through your buy box. Same thing on the renovation and, and you know, and, and staging. They're furnished units. Okay. That's, it's not hard, but it's a little bit of a aspect and, and even an, another side of it. Again, we've done this on, on hundreds and hundreds of homes and uh, utility utilities are a good example where most landlords don't think about utilities because they don't pay the bills. And most tenants don't think about it, the property because they don't know, right. They're not going to make CapEx investments, but in our model, those incentives are aligned use the landlord want to drive down the utility costs because that's coming out of your bottom line. So really simple thinking through kind of passive investments like smart thermostats that are locked with a pin. Now you control HVAC. That's most of the energy bill or low flow fixtures like low flow shower heads um, to drive down your water bill that really make it much, much more profitable. So that's what our team is trained to do with investors is walk them through this process and, and oftentimes even pre-acquisition to say, Hey Jay, you know, you've brought me this property, 123 Main Street. It's on a cul-de-sac. It'll be really tight with parking. You know, let's look for a better one where you'll have a better experience and better return. Oh, hey, this one is a corner lot close to public transit. You know, I love it. That'll be, that'll be great. Um, and, and kind of go from there. So we kind of walk you through, can oftentimes uh, refer, uh, you know, general contractor or property manager if those, those aren't queued up for you to make it as, as easy as possible. And we are actually even now... Um, selling turnkey properties through, through an affiliated fund for investors who really want to kind of push the easy button. 
Got you. So just to make sure everybody understands what you and PadSplit are offering is you're not looking for people to like and just invest money with PadSplit. Uh, you're looking for investors that already have properties that they may want to use this strategy on increasing their gross revenue. Is that right? Either or, we work with both. We work with investors who already have a portfolio of single family rentals and we'll go through and say, hey, this one, you're already at highest and best use, you know, keep it as a traditional rental or as an Airbnb, but hey, this one that's maybe bigger or, you know, you struggle with or what have you, we think you can, you know, go from a, a five cap to a 10, you know, let's, let's talk through that. Um, or in, in many cases, we work with investors to say, I'm interested. I don't own any properties that would fit. Let's go buy some. And, and we, we help you through that process. Okay. Excellent. So you've got the opportunity with pad split for people to just invest, um, invest in pad split. Right. Um, and if those that already have properties, maybe look for a way to, uh, you know, maximize revenue. Right. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. So um, what an interesting, interesting concept. I'm, I believe that, uh, have y'all got any projections as to um, how big you're going to get and how quick? Cause you're growing pretty fast. They, they don't make computer programs strong. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, we're, I mean, we're very ambitious. You know, we started this company with the idea that it, it has to be big. You know, we wanted to build this thing into a nationwide uh company that helps hundreds of thousands of people. So there's, you know, no way, no way about it. Today, we're primarily located in the Southeast. We're kind of Texas through Florida, through kind of Virginia and a little bit in the Midwest. Um, we'd like to be coast to coast. Uh, again, we're over 2,500 units today. Uh, we'd like to be 10,000 by the end of next year. You know, that's, uh, we're, in our mind, we should be, there's such an enormous unmet need for this product in the market. And we joke a lot of times, uh, obviously our, our marketing team does wonderful things to find folks and screen them and get them through that funnel. But, you know, if we added 10,000 units tomorrow, you know, they'd panic a bit, but we could fill them, you know, because there's, uh, for better or for worse, just an enormous shortage of affordable units in the country. So really we're in a, we're in a supply constrained uh, market and which is why we're, enjoying opportunities like this to reach out to investors who are interested in solving a problem and also want to get paid for it. You know, they want, they want to generate a yield, you know, they, as they should as investors. So uh, we came at this from a real estate investor focus. That's our backgrounds. And uh, you know, so we know that that part of it has to work. So if a real estate investor that's uh, listening to the show here has got, you know, some houses or a portfolio of houses, or they just want to, you know, take a look at converting some of their houses is, is part of the service that PadSplit offers is actually uh, helping the real estate investor market their houses and find uh, renters for this usage. Exactly. That is, uh, that's really our core offering. So um, again, similar to the way to think about it is similar to Airbnb in that they're listed on our platform, but we do all of the marketing and lease up for the properties to get people moved in and booked. And we do all of the screening and background check, credit check, income verification, employment verification, all that's done and, and part of the process. Got you. So you act, so pad split actually, uh, actually makes the decision for the real estate investor as to whether this person should be accepted as a renter or not. Right. Right. We do that upfront screening. Yeah. Gotcha. And y'all collect the money. 
That's correct. We do, and we run all of the collections. So if people are behind or late fees, we do all that. And, and the way to think about it is, uh, if you have that house that's seven bedrooms, we build weekly because, again, one of our early insights in the way that we we built the business was a lot of landlords aren't very customer focused, right? You bill on the first because it's easy for your lender, it's easy for your, uh, you know, it's easy for the bank, it's easier for your accounting team. Uh, but it isn't that easy for renters, right? Because, you know, today, what day is it? Okay, well, I know that it's Tuesday. When's Friday? Okay, I get paid on Friday. I get billed on Friday. But when's the first of the month? I have no idea. Um, so it's all about making it simple for people to pay. And, we, you know, we work through, it's all electronic payments, but auto pay features and all that. But the idea is how do you have more of a customer focus to make it as easy as possible? But again, weekly payments, seven bedrooms, you, know, you might have 30 some payments in a month we kind of bundle it all up together and then remit it in one easy payment uh, to the landlord so that again, it's easy for accounting, easy for your lender, that kind of thing. Well, when you got a renter that's not paying, who gets them out? (laughs) (laughs) In in many cases, we're able to do that remotely through our customer service team. And we we have those conversations when it's, because again, it, it happens, right? Especially in the pandemic and all sorts of things going on, you know, job churn is real. Uh, but if it comes down to it occasionally, it does does come to a formal eviction process, uh, unfortunately, when things when things go south. So, well, the yeah. good news is since you're collecting weekly, if there's a problem, you're going to know it a lot sooner than collecting monthly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. We we're definitely on top of people. It's not they don't trust me with it at Pat Split. I'm a I don't know uh, maybe maybe too nice, but uh, or not tenacious enough. But they uh, we have a team that's really you know keeps on top of people all the time. Right. Well, another another cool thing about billing weekly is like if you're just if you're just uh, collecting monthly, well, some months have got four weeks and some months have got five weeks. And so it's like you have like a a built in, maybe a little extra revenue thing there on the weeks that months that's got five weeks. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you picked up on that because I don't know how many times I've uh, I've worked with folks with like, why is this month? Uh, less than that month, you know, what, what went wrong? And you're like, well, there's, there's four weeks, you know, four <laughs> Sundays this month, as opposed to five, you know, it's just, uh, it's the nature of it. So you're, yeah, you're already, you're already set up to be a Pat Split host. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now uh, one last question here. Um, and that is, so let's say you have a real estate investor who's got a portfolio of houses, but it's in an area where nobody's ever heard of Pad Split. Um, how would a new market of people find out about this pad split house or houses to where, you know, this affordable rent is there in a new area? Absolutely. So let's say for the sake of argument, uh, one of the viewers of this show is sitting on, uh, you know, a hundred properties in Columbus, Ohio and thinks, Hey, this is going to be great. We're not in Columbus, Ohio just yet. Um, we're very tied in with investors to make those launches go successfully. Um, so we would, you know, do pre-market and get things prepped up. You can actually, um, so yeah, we, we would make a big push for a new market. Um, and we've launched seven markets this year. So we're, uh, we've gone and, you know, launched in several cities in Texas and Florida and gone from there. So we'd be very tied in uh, to make it work, but it also means we're very intentional about the markets we choose and we, for example, wouldn't want to go in with one property in Columbus, in part because I think it would be a, a suboptimal experience for the investor, right? So 
there's there's lower uh, there's network effects to having multiple properties because there's options for the renters, um, but at the same time, um, you know you don't get the referrals and so on. But at the same time, it, so it, it just wouldn't work as well. So we'd want to go in with a pipeline of properties so you can have successful outcomes for the investor because that's our growth engine. When investors do well, they tell their friends, you know, they brag about it and they bring on more properties. So that's that's how we grow. Well, it's a fascinating concept. And as I say, I, I see your company just growing like gangbusters here. Um, so yeah, final comments, Frank, before we call this show a wrap. And one more time as to how people can stay connected with you. Yeah. So uh, so I'm easy to find. I'm just frankapadsplit.com uh, if you want to email me. But the uh, best way is to just go to our website as shown on the screen, uh, create a host account. And one of our much friendlier and more knowledgeable sales staff will be uh, will be calling on you to help you out and walk you through the entire process. So yeah, we'd love to love to work with you if you're interested. And yeah, again, we're we're looking to launch uh, you know nationwide. So uh, looking forward to it. That's great. So everybody, that uh, so Frank Furman's um, the website for Pad Split is www.padsplit. P is in Paul. A D Split S P L I T dot com. Pad Split. Be sure to get over there and check it out. Well, Frank, thank you so much for taking the time to join me here on the uh, on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. I appreciate it. All right, there you go. There you have it, folks. Another episode of the Private Money Academy podcast. And we really appreciate you subscribing so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. Be sure to rate and review. We love those five-star ratings. So like us, share us, subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe and ring that bell so you get notified every time that we go live. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Private Money Academy podcast. I'm Jay Connor, wishing you all the best. Here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. And we'll see you right here on the next Private Money Academy podcast. Mm -hmm.